that there is a rising trend in our society. People feeling cognitive and physical exhaustion, limited patience, disinterest in work, and a resentment of the stressors in their lives. Does any of that feel familiar to you? It might be because you're under digital stress. So what does that really mean and how is it affecting you? We're going to find out with our guest who's an associate professor in leadership, policy and governance at the University of Calgary, Dr. Brittany Harker-Martin. Thank you so much for making the time, Dr. Harker-Martin. It's my pleasure to be here. You wrote a really fascinating article for theconversation.com and you talk about that general malaise that is sort of sweeping our society. Before we get into the digital stressors, let's just talk about what is happening right now because I think that a lot of people can relate to what what I was just mentioning, people feeling just disinterested in work and just resentful of stress. Why is this happening? Yeah, there are so many different reasons why it's happening right now and you know, a lot of it comes just as a product of the pandemic and all of the uncertainty that was part of that and then getting back into our lives with the still uncertain circumstances. There's just a lot of reasons why people are stressed. But the intention of the article was to also draw attention to these stressors that we seem to be ignoring in our lives as annoying or a little frustrated. But if you really pay attention to how often they occur, they can actually be building up into one of the common reasons for our distress in life right now. Okay, so you're talking about things that you define as microaggressive tech triggers <laughs> that cause digital distress. So, I mean, we know that we're likely, most of us, addicted to our phones, and we probably have an unhealthy mm-hmm. relationship with them. Likely every week you get that screen time report and are horrified <laughs> at your own behavior. But what are we talking about when we're talking about microaggressive triggers? Are these at the fault <laughs> of the user? You know what? I, it's actually just in the design of the way that we interact with our technology and there there are different tech triggers that occur so in the article i talk about the three big buckets of these tech triggers that actually create these different psychological states of feeling um, psychologically lost or like we're failing all the time or even creating aspects of fear so let's let's go through them there because and i and i want to get a little in depth with each one of these there are three different areas Mm -hmm. that you identify um and in each one i completely relate to these and i think that they are kind of a a good alarm bell for the ways that your phone and and the activity online that you have could be really affecting you so the first one you talk about prompts like banner notifications things that are kind of coming to you creating a feeling of being lost let's dive into that a little bit what do you mean by that so uh, if you think about your experience, you're, when you're working on your technology, whether you're doing it as something you know, where you're trying to relax and you're on your social media, or if you're actually in the middle of working on your computer, apologies for that, if you're actually working on your computer, we have these um, moments where these pop-ups will just interrupt our thinking. And what that does is, you know, they're called alerts for a reason. It alerts our system to say, here's something else to pay attention to. And the body has a biophysical reaction to that, where we feel like we need to be paying attention in a different way by having all of these different chemicals that, that shoot through the body in case we need to protect ourselves. But the same reaction occurs in something like a tech notification. And so we've kind of learned to just ignore it and move on, but we still have that moment of just feeling startled for a moment, kind of like a jack-in-the-box, and then we move on. But what's happening is 
there are more and more of these pop-ups, more and more of these interruptions. And I think it's actually building into this big feeling of constantly feeling lost and distracted in the day. And that's really not a healthy mental state to be in. And it's just so, I think, unnatural to our, our human biology and what it is that we're mm-hmm. designed to be doing. With, yep. I, we're not we're not meant to, I think, be inundated with notifications. Some of them, you know, some apps right. are designed to notify you because they want you to keep going back to them and create that sort of that that excitement and that adrenaline rush. Oh, I got, I, you know, I got some likes on my picture or someone's paying attention right. to me in a certain app. I, I need to dive into that. And I think it just really what you're talking about highlights the fact that that's a really unnatural state to be in. Is that is that mm-hmm. measurable? Can you measure a rise in stress or stress hormones as we get more of those notifications? Yeah, you absolutely can. And the the theories that I refer to um, in the article on theconversation.com um, talk specifically about how some of these feelings are related to even the ways that uh, a psychologist might analyze or diagnose anxiety and depression. And so, um, you know, the, the psychological distress of these things can be just kind of a uh, part of fluctuating moods in, in the average person, but it can also be a marker for deeper um, uh, mental uh, wellness issues. So, um, sorry, go ahead. Well, I feel like everyone has anxiety right now to a certain extent, or everyone experiences <laughs> it. Feels like it. It, there, feels right? like it. <laughs> and, and it's feels like it. And and think about just a common how, conversation, right? And we're we're so much more connected right now. I'm thinking about you know when I wear mm-hmm. my Apple Watch, right, and I get those notifications yep. right to my wrist, and you feel that buzz, right? It's impossible to look away from it. We're sort of setting ourselves up for for just this feeling of always in, being in this fight or flight mode. Exactly. And and I even feel, um, you know, certain uh, techniques that we might be able to try to use, like, you know, putting your phone away and only uh, being on your computer. Um, Even that is being disrupted by the fact that we now have these double authentications where we have to get the code and we have to enter it in and it puts you back on your phone. And suddenly you see all the other notifications. And it's really just this kind of spiral of incoming tech triggers that I think is building up into a lot of common stressful situations. Let's talk about the next uh, the next piece that you really mentioned, and that's digital clutter and just feeling like there's just so many different different areas mm-hmm. to explore on online, so many different files or photos or things that you have to organize on, on your computer or on your phone that you probably have it. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about having so many different sites that you have passwords for and trying to remember it all. It's just a lot to be mindful of, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a lot to be mindful of, and it's also against our nature to just accumulate and store up so many things without going through them and organizing them, because that's just part of being human, is we like to sort our things. And even if we're collecting them, we like to arrange them and you know declutter what we don't really need. But the influx of the digital files that we have and the way that it's so easy to store them and save them with larger and larger memories on our phones and on our computers, it becomes overwhelming. And, and, and this kind of psychological distress is a different form where it it kind of connects to this feeling of of failure and demotivation. You know, I just got back from a vacation and I have, you know, way too many photos just from two-week vacation that I already feel guilty about because I know I'm not going to take the time to put them in a photo album like I'd like to because I'm already holding on to all of the email that I came back to and everything else. 
I do that all the time. It's embarrassing when I scroll to the beginning of the month to try to look through the pictures that I've taken, how many there are of the same version of the same photo. And you tell yourself when you take them, you're going to go through and delete some of them and you never, never do. You just accumulate tens of thousands of pictures. So, I mean, are, are we all doomed? Is there any, is there any hope for us? This is sort of just the way that we live our lives right now. I want to get to a little bit more of this conversation with you about digital distress, how it could be affecting you. Dr. Brittany Harker Martin is our guest. Uh, but we do just have to take a very short break. We'll be very quick. We're going to come right back into this conversation. Our guest is an associate professor in leadership, policy, and governance. Chelsea and Chell will be back in three minutes. And the effects that it might be having on your body and on your brain. Our guest is associate professor in leadership, policy, and governance at the University of Calgary, Dr. Brittany Harker Martin. Thank you so much for sticking around on hold. Really appreciate your time. I'm happy to be here. So uh, we were talking about all of the ways that being under digital distress can you know, really affect us and cause things like anxiety or resentment or just extra stress in general in our lives. Uh, there's one other area that we haven't even touched, talked about yet that you mentioned in your article talking about cyber insecurity and feeling like you're constantly under threat and maybe your information isn't as private or protected as you think it is. This is, uh, this is obviously another area that could be stressing us out, right? Yeah, and this one is really kind of subtle, right? It's just this this fear in the back of our mind uh, of something that is a real fear. You know, we're always hearing about, you know, people being hacked or cyber fraud or all of these other things that can be happening online and that our data might be at risk. But at the same time, most of us don't feel like we have control over it, right? There's only so much the average user can do to make sure that their uh, data is safe and so we really are counting on the bank and the credit card companies and you know our workplaces to make sure that things are as secure as they say they can be and yet at the same time we're still always hearing stories of hacking and so um, I think there's this kind of underlying fear that just kind of uh, burns in the back of our head that 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 creates a sense of um, not feeling psychologically safe. It's such a, a hard battle to fight because, you know, as we've talked about, so many people, you know, we we work a large part of our job on our phones or we're constantly yeah. connected for various reasons. I mean, it's something that you can't really get away from. It's sort of just the way that we are now. The expectation is that everyone is just always connected. So yeah. are we are are we just are we doomed? Is there something we could do about <laughs> it? What's what's the best option here? I know it really feels like that. I, I think the most important thing is that we're uh, that we really need to just be more aware of it and start paying attention to it because um, you know you say it's the way that we just do things, but it's actually just been the way that we've been doing things over the last I would say five or six years. You know, as technology has just become more and more embedded in our lives, and as the newer updates come out on the new phones and the new versions of the software, these kinds of tech triggers just are getting more and more ingrained into the process and the way that we use our technology and so um, you know one of the things that we can do is try to take some of that control back as individuals and now I don't think that's the solution I think that this is a systemic issue that needs to be looked at at a systemic level but in the meantime there are little things that you can do like deciding to turn your phone off at a certain time like saying to your employer this double authentication thing puts me back on my phone in a way that's unhealthy for me because I think if we start to see um, that uh, it's affecting wellness and if we can actually start to to track that measurably then we're going to see maybe some changes because you know at the end of the day employers want their employees well and people want to be well in society 
You know, it's interesting when you say that this is really only the way that we've done things for the last five or six years. I think it really puts yeah. it into perspective that this doesn't necessarily have to be the way that we continue. Do you feel like yeah. we're kind of at a critical point where we, we we need to just reframe our relationship with tech? Well, I know that the big buzzword right now is that we're in a mental health crisis. So we know that by using that term, we are not actually getting a handle on the situation. And this conversation about this, you know, general malaise across society is, you know, everybody's feeling this stressed out burnout scenario. And so, yeah, we actually need to do something about it. I don't think that that we're helpless, but we're not going to do anything until we recognize that it's happening. And so many people have resonated with the article by saying, yes, yes, yes. But until the article was written, they didn't really think about all of those little things that we have amazingly just coped with. We've got these coping mechanisms that we just swipe it away or we click allow all and we just move on with our day. But I think it's deeply problematic and we need to start doing something about it. Yeah, and it's unnatural for us. It's unnatural for Mm -hmm. us as humans. So I I really appreciate you highlighting some of the ways that uh, uh, the the way that our tech can impact us in some Mm -hmm. negative ways. It's really, I think, important to really be able to wrap our minds around the way that you have clarified it in this article. So thank you so much for making the time. Uh, Thank you for writing it. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care. Dr. Brittany Harker-Martin is an associate professor in leadership policy and governance at the University of Calgary. Uh, If you want to check out her article, uh, it's called, Are You Under Digital Distress? Three Ways Tech Triggers May Be Affecting Your Mental Health. It's in the conversation.com. And uh, yeah, I was one of those people that read that and said, yep, (laughs) it all uh, really applies to me. So I'm sure that it did to you as well.